Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Taryn. And hi, Maddie. Hello. (laughs) We have a friend, guys. I'm so excited. We are so pleased to be joined, I can't talk, by our friend Maddie today. She is Bookishly Boov on Instagram. You've if you're on Bookstagram, you have seen her reels. She is, oh I die gosh. whenever you have the, you are so good at hearing the sounds and like adapting them to book stuff. I think I'm good at it. And then I watch yours. And I'm like, man, she just blew it out of the water. That was fantastic. <laughs> I honestly don't know what to say. Cause this is just like, you guys are going to give me like a huge head. I already have a large oh, head. Deal. So <laughs> just any more like, Stop, but don't stop. <laughs> but you deserve it. You're seriously, you're lighting any, you have good lighting in all of your videos, and I can't seem to do it for like half of mine. So I'm impressed. You're amazing. Only sunlight. I only film during the day. You're smart. <laughs> so we just, we're going to give you a chance to introduce yourself. Um, I've already talked a little bit about you, but tell us about where you're at, who you are. Your hopes and dreams, deepest oh, desires, maybe? I don't that's know. a lot. Um, I'm Maddie, <laughs> and I started a Bookstagram account during the pandemic, and I have never looked back. Um, <laughs> I basically just make videos that make me laugh and that I can show my husband and go, isn't this hilarious? And then he inevitably goes, eh. And... Or, <laughs> If he listens to this, um, no, he he's supportive, but um, I just make stuff to make myself laugh. And then it turned into me talking about mental health and my fibromyalgia diagnosis and um, just like talking with people and making mental health part of everyday conversation. So that is a huge reason why I'm so excited to talk about Eliza and her monsters today, because oh my God, this book. <laughs> it's yeah, like everything it's that I love. So and it's just like something that I felt so connected to. I read it in like 2018 and it's been like, what book can top this one at this point? Like I've got a few that are in like the top five, I would say of like my mental health reads, but like this one is at the top and just oh my god <laughs> so <laughs> i've read we've i've read like a few mental health like centered books and i feel like a lot of the times they're really heavy which those books are so important because lot most people's experience with mental health is it, it is very heavy and it's very overwhelming and so there are books that very beautifully translate that and and share that experience but it's nice it was it was really nice to be able to read it and feel good afterwards where it's not like a deep heavy thing where I'm like oh now I need to reevaluate my entire life it's just there's hope and good things are going to happen and and good things can happen and I don't know that's that's how I felt after the end of it so yeah i feel like this book was so well written and it was so fun like i i wanted it to keep going and i thought it was just so realistic in a lot of ways that made it really easy to understand and get into so 
I loved this book. I thought it was so good. I'm so happy that I made you guys read a book that you enjoyed. So <laughs> yes, thank you. We so appreciate it. And and I've been we've been following you. I don't know how long I've been following you. We we started our account last year. It's in one week after this comes out is our one year anniversary of our first <laughs> podcast episode. We released it the weekend the Shadow and Bone Show came out because that's <laughs> what we reviewed for the first book. Mm-hmm. So our one I had a point. Our what oh, our one year mark is coming up and that's kind of when we actually fully jumped on the bookstagram bandwagon. And I just remember list like seeing your posts, hearing parts of your story. And my sister-in-law has fibromyalgia. And so it was, I learned so much about her because she lives in a different state. I don't get to talk to her very often. And it's kind of awkward, like marrying into a family and be like, tell me about your whole medical history. Like I, it's not something you, you do. So you like listening to your posts and your stories and going on your journey with you has helped me understand her experience more and I feel like I've been able to be more compassionate and empathetic because I'm like okay I have a I I I see a little glimpse of of what you're experiencing and I want to like love and support you through it so thank you you've you've helped me a lot um and with with my family so that's awesome I like I get so many messages uh from people saying that like I'm in a low place and you talking about it makes me feel like I can talk about it. And like, I'm just trying to be the person that I needed when I was in my lowest point. Um, mm-hmm. And it's hard to talk about it when you're not feeling well. And it's easy to isolate yourself and to um, to feel like you're all alone. But then you see somebody talking about it. And like, I've had many people in my life who discuss openly like everything. So like, whether it's, we're talking about menstruation, we're talking about um, like gross stuff, just like that is considered disgusting, but you're like, but why? It's my body. And Mm -hmm. like in my family, I'm like, God, this is embarrassing. I'm going to just say it anyway. Um, Everybody (laughs) is like, wow, like Maddie poops all the time. And you know what? (laughs) I do. And I love that. And I'm not going to like back down to say like, yeah, like my anxiety means that I poop more and different. (laughs) Yeah. But like, and so many people when I was talking about, yeah, like it changes your bowel movements. Then people were like, oh my God, I understand. Mm -hmm. See? People are out there. If They're you just, just not talking say about it, it, then we're fine. <laughs> yeah. If I'm comfortable talking about poop, I'm comfortable talking about what's going on inside my brain and like what's going on with my body. Like I have never strayed away from that. <laughs> and I think that more people should just talk about it because there's a reason why people um, like they look back and they like on situations where if they've lost somebody because of mental illness or um, like they're just suffering by themselves and people look back and say, Oh, I wish I could have helped them, but not talking about it is the reason why so many things happen. So yeah, yeah, that's where, I don't know if that relates to the book, but I poop a lot. I, lo- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There's, it's funny. Cause those are the types of things that like, I feel like, 
just talking about mental health is becoming a little more like regular. Like I hear it a little bit more, but it's almost, and I hope this comes across right. It's almost like the pretty side of mental health. That makes sense where people are like, oh yeah, I'm anxious. It's like, great. But have you talked about the anxious poops? Like, yeah, like they just stop at the pretty like, oh, I'm just anxious. And then it's like, no, but can we talk? Let's talk about more. Let's not just say the 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 top layer. Like there's so much more deeper because I agree if I, I have a lot of students that have come and talked to me about stuff that they just don't feel comfortable talking to a lot of other adults and they'll share little things. I'll be like, yeah, I get it. And they're like, what? And I can share my story with them and, and my experience with different things and my mental health journey to get where I'm, where I'm at today. And, and it gives people hope. It gives them um, like they feel the compassion and love from us. And, and then they just are like, oh, I'm not alone. And that feeling of not being alone is can be life changing for people. I know um, I'm not like great at showing I'm really great at telling people how my mental health is, but like when your room, like I've only done this once where I've shown like the floor of my bedroom, it's completely mm-hmm. covered in clothes. Um, I haven't had any motivation nor like drive to clean up that mess to start that chore because the thought of starting it makes everything feel like heavier So I don't show everything and I don't think anybody should or can show everything, but just talking about it sometimes helps. Um, so I'll, I'll talk all day, all night about it. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's embarrassing. It's hard to show. Um, but even if you just talk about it, like about hard things, with a person that you trust like you do not have to go on instagram and tell everybody that you're struggling but it's a good idea to tell somebody and honestly i'm so excited that people trust me enough just like i am a random person that they see on the internet like we're never going to see each other in person but people talk to me about things and like I can handle that for the most part. If I if I need a, a day and I just can't talk to people, I'll just I'll give it a day. But like I like talking about it because I need to talk about it. That's what keeps me in a place where I feel like I'm okay. Again, you do not need to tell thousands of people everything about your life. I just no. choose to tell. Sometimes it makes it worse. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I can't even imagine. Like I have like privilege also like people are mostly probably looking at my bookshelves because I can't stop looking at them so like I just feel beautiful (laughs) I feel like I just can be super goofy because well if they don't don't care to look at me then they're all distracted by this um (laughs) so I just goof (laughs) off but like that that helps my mental health to just be like, well, I'm just going to make myself laugh. and I'm going to make some stuff. And then I'm going to talk about how I'm depressed. Like, it, it's such a weird, like, juxtaposition to see my content and then to see my stories. Like, I'll talk about mental health in captions. I'll talk about, like, sometimes I'll do a reel about it. But, like, 
realistically, like, mental illness is just not something that you could see. Chronic illness is not something you can see in general, just, like, with everything. Disability isn't something you can see, like, but it's happening still. So, like, you just look at the surface level of my account and, like, why would you know? You just scroll through and you're like, oh, she's got cool bookshelves. Um, she takes some pictures. She, like, makes a lot of weird faces in her real covers. <laughs> that sounds great. Let's just hop on the bandwagon. But, like, then you, like, read the captions. Like, I had a crap day because my whole body hurts. And, like, I ha- have a migraine and I have this and that. But you know what? Tomorrow's Friday and I'm going to be okay. And, like, just... <laughs> Even just that. And then my stories are, like, a level above. (laughs) But, like, I could talk about myself so long. So please don't let me. And we need to talk about this book. (laughs) (laughs) We love it. We love... I feel like when we we do these recordings with new people, because our goal is, like, we want to just bring bookstagrammers. Like, we just want to chat with people and, and, Mm -hmm. like, meet people and see people face-to-face. Well, over video. But we love. I love hearing about people's lives. I would listen to you for an hour. I'd just sit here and listen to you. Talk. Do I need to start a podcast what? now? Um, I listen. My husband I'd keeps listen. joking like, that once I do this one, it's this is my gateway podcast. Yep. Oh, we're all. I've been about talking that. about this. this will be your gateway um, podcast. <laughs> yeah. We, you can come on whenever you want to like message us and say like, I need a hit and we'll be like, awesome. Come on this week. <laughs> we did, we, we recorded our first few episodes just on our phones. Cause we're like, it'd be fun. I really want, like we had talked about it for a while. Like we just want, regardless of who people listen, who, I can't talk regardless <laughs> of how many people listen or who listens, we're going to have hours and hours and hours of us just talking to each other, which is so fun. And then, like, people have started following along, and we have, we're have we having guests on the podcast, and it's like, I don't care if we ever go above 30 listens. This is just so much fun. So start a podcast. We've told everybody to start a podcast. And then we'll <laughs> come be guests on no yours. no regrets. And that'd be like, great. I feel like we've been doing it for a year, and when we started, I didn't actually, I was like, this will probably fizzle out in a couple months, because most of my goals I do. never believed that. <laughs> But I'm like, we've been going for a year and I'm like, not once have I ever thought about not doing it. Like, it's just too much fun. And I feel like it's been really nice to, like, have a good friend that I can, like, consistently connect with. Um, Like, even on my own mental health journey, like, knowing, like, once a week I have to talk to Taryn about something I love. And, like, that goes a really long way. And so it's been, like, a very positive very positive experience and I freaking love it (laughs) and we started it too the the April that we started it Chelsea's husband was out of town that summer or he was on an internship in Germany and he was gone for three months three months yeah it was oh my god (laughs) I just can't it was rough it was not great (laughs) I was struggling that's another reason reason why we started it because we were just like I was even thinking like we need something. Chelsea needs something. We need to do this. And so <laughs> it, it worked out and it was so good. So go start your own podcast, Maddie. And then everybody who's listening needs to start their own podcast too. And then text us <laughs> and we'll support you. We will scream in the reviews, all the good things. 
Okay. Chelsea, is there anything wonderful that happened to you today that you want to share before we hop into this book? Um, no, not really. <laughs> it was a Tuesday. I, I showered ate. today. I'm so proud of you. Good yeah. job. That's huge for me, especially. <laughs> I did not shower today. And, and that's okay, yeah. too. <laughs> I You're drinking know. liquid, though. Is it water? It's water. Hey, congrats. You did it. That's more water than probably most people drank today. So you're killing it. With my hair. <laughs> okay, Chelsea, will you introduce what book we are reviewing today? Okay, we are reviewing Eliza and Her Monsters by Francesca Zappia, maybe. Um, hopefully I got that somewhat correct. The It's a contemporary book. It's got a 4.17 on Goodreads, which I feel like is way too low for this book because it was way too phenomenal. Low. Yeah, like it was it was so freaking good. Um, So 10 second synopsis. Main character is Eliza and she is kind of a loner at school, but she secretly is the author of this huge internet craze comic that she draws. And so much happens. So much happens. Like, I cannot tell you how much I want this comic to be real. Oh my god. Honestly, I would read Monster Sea. There are monsters I... in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, even I with, because the book has all of, like, like, some random art and scenes from it, and I was like, I want the whole thing. I want to know exactly what the story is. Like, it's so cool, and you just, like, get glimpses of it. Ugh. And I love that, like, so, like, the other, like, main plot point, because she's secret, like, this is a secret that yes. she's not told anybody except for, like, her family knows, but only her immediate family. And, like, her two internet friends, Max and Emmy. So then, turns out a fan goes to, like, start school with her. But it's not just a fan, it's the fan fiction writer with, like, the most reads on her forum. And... Oh my god. Did you guys, <laughs> did either of you write fan fiction ever? I did <laughs> once. Oh my I god. never published I wrote, it. I wrote mildly apocalyptic Jonas Brothers fan fiction. No, you didn't. Are you I serious? <laughs> I the, need that in my life so bad, Maddie. The website did not, does not exist anymore. Thank you. Oh god. no. <laughs> If everybody could find it, I once at one point I was like, oh, like if I if I hit five thousand uh, followers on Instagram, I'm gonna like share it. I am so embarrassed. I do not want to share. <laughs> it. Um, I almost like I almost do want to share it now. Like maybe this like okay, like if people listen to this podcast, I will drop my my mildly apocalyptic <laughs> Jonas Brother okay, fanfic. Message us. Message us. Message I'm Maddie. Here for I it. want this. I need it. I um, I want to read this so badly. It's so Maybe bad. If we it's... get you to nine thousand followers, you can release it. Oh jeez. Oh god. Um, <laughs> I support but it. But like, legitimately, I, I, it's not finished. I wrote other stuff that wasn't as good. 
not even going to pretend so, like I'm going to drop so that. So did you, what's the premise of this? Is it just them? Like just about them? Or are you a character in it and yeah. you're with them? And it's like, oh no, the world's ending. Now we have to be together for forever. <laughs> See, like part of the reason why I was so into this book is because I was super hardcore into the Jonas Brother. Like it was called JonasBrotherFan.com. And yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. I'm so sad. But also, thank God. Um, and it, like, I had friends, like, I have a friend who is on Facebook, like, is my Facebook friend now. Because, like, we were kind of getting out of being, like, super hardcore fans. And then, like, they didn't release their album that was supposed to come out. And we were like, oh my God, what, what are we supposed to do? Uh, so we just friended each other on Facebook. But, like... <laughs> I was so, like, hardcore into the Jonas Brothers that I had all these friends. And, like, the cool thing to do on that forum was you had, like, an audition list. And you had, like, these questions you had to answer. So then you would put other people into your fanfiction. So I have, like, these people who I have no idea who they are. And they have answered these questions. And I've, like, sort of tried to, like, take their personality. And, like, because people like to read their own name in a fan fiction. So that was, like, the coolest thing. So I, I don't even know if I was in my fan fiction. I don't think I but am. other random internet people were. Yeah. So basically it was, like, like all of the like brothers had like a love interest and they were like my forum friends but the overarching like theme was that i uh like i had created this like theory of like i can't i can't remember what it was called but it was that essentially um something happened that like the like fossil fuel like gas was in the earth and if you like hit it a certain way then it would explode like a landmine and um so like joe jonas's girlfriend they thought she was killed by a landmine but it was actually like this theory that this like scientists had like come up with and like so then it was like nick and i think the main character her name was ronnie I think they were trying to figure out who this guy was because they were like, the world is going to end and like, we need him to help us. It was, it was a lot. I, I love, love it. this so much. That is so, like, so good. So just me and Wallace, just like we connect on that level. And <laughs> <laughs> because I like, I am obviously, I was never... Um, I was never, like, a top writer on the website or anything, but, like, I just, there was so much joy in sharing stories with people, and, like, that's half of what makes Bookstagram fun, is, like, you can just talk about the things that you're reading, and it doesn't have to be, like, like, your friend's original work for it to be exciting, and, oh my god, just... The fan fiction and, like, the fandom side of this book, I completely relate to. Even though it wasn't, like, a... Like, I didn't wasn't obsessed with, like, a series. I was obsessed with a group of brothers. 
um, who made beautiful music. So <laughs> the Jonas Brothers, though. So <laughs> it's understood. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So with um, like seeing Wallace like writing fan fiction and then like it being like like them connecting and like oh my god, I just like the creator like meeting the people who she's fans with mm-hmm. without them knowing. And, like, just seeing the praise, like, I think that's so cool. And, oh, my God. Yeah, it just brings me back to my fan fiction days, which were some Chelsea, weird times. Chelsea, did you say that you wrote fan fiction, too? Never, that not that has ever been published. I know, but what did but you write fan my... fiction about? Percy Jackson. What's your... Oh, okay. Obviously. <laughs> I went to Camp Half Blood. Don't worry. <laughs> Who was your parent? Um, obviously Athena, because I'm basic. <laughs> I love it. Chelsea's name in my phone is Annabeth Chase. <laughs> it's been that way, I think, since I got a phone. <laughs> like I it's been that way for like forever. Freshman year of high school or something. <sighs> I love that. That just makes me so happy. Karen, <laughs> what did you write fan fiction about? <laughs> I wrote Chronicles of Narnia. (laughs) That's incredible. It was, so I wrote it with a friend. And at the time, I would never have considered it fan fiction. I was just like, I just took the basic plot and characters of the story and rewrote it. Like, that's not fan fiction, (laughs) but it was fan fiction. And so my friend uh, and I, there were three of us and we made our characters and we had our boys in the book that were... (laughs) Our characters love interests and our characters are obviously based off of us. And I don't want to talk about it. That's fine. <laughs> it was, I'm just kidding. It's looking back. It was so, it was just so funny. So my friend was with Caspian. My character was with Peter and mm-hmm. our other friend was with Edmund. It was a whole thing. We threw out the whole, they can't go back to Narnia anymore and just stuck a book in there and <laughs> yeah. ignored the rest. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we actually did type it out. We did it more as like a movie script than um, than like a book, but that's how we wrote it. We wrote like, we blocked out almost like an entire movie though. So wow. that is it was, sweet. We never, we never finished it because we couldn't agree. Like we had both talked about, there were some people that needed to go back to the real world and we were fighting over which of the girls like went back, like went with them, even though like she was from Narnia, like to go back with them. And we could never agree. Cause I thought it would be more dramatic and more fitting if a character left and she refused to, to accept that the girls would separate. She's like, forget the guys. The girls aren't separating. And I'm like, well, Peter and Edmund can't stay there for forever. And so it was this whole fight. Even though we'd already thrown out a lot of the rules. I don't know why we stuck to that rule. But They have to go back. They have they have to go back. So anyway, that's the that's what I did. That was in high school. So mine was it like wasn't junior high, high it was not elementary school. It was full on junior senior year of high school. <laughs> I was like fifteen, I think, when I wrote mine. Okay, I I just found part of it. Um, it, it was called "As Our World Crumbles Beneath Us." Yes. Stunning. 
and I'm not reading any more. <laughs> Until she gets 9,000 followers, folks. Everybody, Go come follow on. Her. Come on. I don't know. I want to read it. <laughs> I might send you the link because it's just a Google Doc. So. Okay. Okay. I just we, like we, we promise. We promise not to post it. We will yes. not. Yeah. If no, you it, leak it, then I'm never coming on the podcast again. <laughs> I I care about my inner and my internet friendships too much. It is not worth You're, it. Yes. No. Absolutely. <laughs> there will be no leakage on our end. Right. I trust you. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about Eliza and the monsters, not okay, uh, yes, Karen, yes. Chelsea, oh. and Maddie and their fanfiction. <laughs> Let's all just write fan fiction together now. Let's okay. do it. We just don't tell anybody. <laughs> so let's go through the breakdowns really quick. And then that way we can get to actually talking about the details of the story. So yes. let's start out with plot. I gave it like a five stars out of five stars on everything. So I loved I loved the plot. Five out of five. Um, I felt like it was all so realistic. Which I, I like, I feel like I could watch this, ha- like, I really believe that this could happen in real life. And that made me so happy. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I want to be best friends with a comic writer. Oh my Seriously. gosh. <laughs> like, um, just like artists amaze me so much. So um, just the fact that she's in high school, she's doing like, she's running an empire. Like, legitimately millions of people are reading her comic and she's making like, bank too like it never says exactly yeah. how much she's making but she's she's it's not chump change and she's not hurting for money and like just the fact that she like her brothers are like yeah like mom and dad she's gonna pay for college <laughs> like, don't you that, worry <laughs> that shows you just like how much money she's making if you're thinking of like Like, because I'm from Canada, it doesn't cost that much to go to university or college here. But, like... Bless you. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Just the thought of, like, she's making bank if she's paying for college. Like, that's what I think as, like, an outsider from the States. And it's (laughs) not like, oh, it'll maybe get me through college. It's like, no. Like, I'm not worried about it. Like, Mm -hmm. does not faze me. Like, ugh. Yeah. And I felt like so much of the... um, so much of it is just so, yeah, it's realistic because, like, you can see yourself, like, in a position where, like, like I've been so anxious, I don't really want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you feel for Wallace that he can't really talk to people in person anymore. And, like, you, like, there's just, like, for some reason, all of these things, like, at first, like, when I read it, I was like, oh, my God, like. I mean, somebody's got to write the uh, the thing a million people are going to read. But, like, now, especially, like, as somebody who creates things on the internet, it's, like, that extra level of, like, of course she's going to be freaking out about it because, like, I don't want anyone to know where I live. And, like, I don't want people to real really know who I am. I want them to just know what I put into the world. So like her anxiety is just so understandable. Um, anyway, the yeah. plot just, oh my gosh. And just how it like reflected her story, like her own uh, comic 
And, like, Francesca has to, like, somebody has to collaborate with her and actually write this comic. Because... Right? Uh, yes. I, I would read it a that. thousand times. Yeah, I feel like I... I typically struggle a lot with reading contemporary books. I just can't usually get into them. But this five-star plot, like, I was so invested. It was so compelling. I feel like I identified with Eliza and, like, some of her thought process. I was like, yeah, I get that. That makes 100% sense. Like, and she just, like, is so... She's she's so cool, but, like, in an understated way, you know? And it's, like, the people who know you best are, like, you're freaking cool. Like, her and Max and Emmy's friendship and their group chat is, like, so heartwarming. But then you see her at school where she just, like, doesn't talk. And half the school thinks that she's legitimately a mute. Like, it's just so so easy to identify with something like that for me, where I was, like, I... I get you, Eliza. I get you. Like, And the pressure to be perfect. Where she's like, mm. I have not been late ever in three years. And I was like, nope. I mean, that I don't identify with because I'm late to everything. <laughs> yeah, we don't get that. <laughs> I am definitely Hey, Chelsea, late. when are you finishing editing our episodes so we can post it for today? Okay, it's not my fault. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. You're talking about it. I'm not pressured. No, don't do this. That was not the point. I was making a joke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like okay yeah in terms <laughs> of ahead, characters Andy. like everybody felt like they could be real yes mm-hmm. so like and it made sense like their interactions made sense the way that they talk to each other like just like knowing like even just outside of the um outside of the main characters you see like how people treat Eliza because they don't know she's she writes this comic. Like and people are like she knows people like it, but she really doesn't have any concept of how much. And like numbers are just numbers because anxiety rules everything. Yeah. So I, yeah. I feel like the book did a really good job reflecting that where she like you hear about how big it is, but then like there are several scenes later in the book, not really trying not to spill things, where like you see exactly how many there are, and they're they're like it's like a secret society where she doesn't even realize, like, oh, I had no idea so and so was a fan, or like so and so knows this quote. And I'm like, is it was super interesting how she throughout the book learns to see the the people who read her comic as people. Which is also really interesting because well, like one of the main con- conflicts with like her parents is that they don't understand that her internet life is part of her life. That like internet friends are real. Yeah, they're real. They're real friends, and so it's just interesting because she she kind of learns it even more so throughout the book. So very, I loved it. I loved it. Character development was on point. I was so proud of her by the end of the book. I was. There were just, it, there were so many times that all of this could have gone so drastically downhill and, and it does at some points, but I, I was just really proud of her and, and her progress as a character by the end of the story and, and her, I don't know how to say, I don't want to like, 
<laughs> her taking ownership and like seeing that the story was hers and like what she creates is hers and what we create is ours. And if you wanted, like, if we wanted to stop posting or stop making a podcast, like we could because it's mm-hmm. ours and, and we're the ones that get to decide what we put out into the world. So we can stop and that's okay. And I thought that was just, I feel like I learned that along with her throughout the story, which I already knew that, but just reading it along, I was like, I get it, Eliza. Thank you for teaching me. That's huge. Cause like there's so much pressure just even on personal, personal social media accounts, like people just feel like, well, if I don't post, then it didn't happen. If I don't show Mm -hmm. people that I'm doing okay, they're going to think I'm not doing okay. And they very well could not be doing okay. And you see Eliza working herself to a point of destruction because she can't let these people down. But who she's letting down is herself. Yeah. Because if she's not taking care of herself, then this doesn't exist. And it almost, like, nah. I can't say that. (laughs) Never mind. Put it in it. We'll finish up really quick. Okay. World building. Um, when it's a contemporary novel or a place that re- that already exists, world building, the way we judge it is kind of different. But I loved Monster C. She did world building within a book, like world building within world building. And I was very impressed by that. Like, I feel like I have read Monster C or portions of it. And I know there- there's a little comics throughout it, but I thought it was amazing. 10 out of 10. So cool. Even- even just like having transcripts or posts like from the forums or like group chats with like Max and Emmy, like I feel like that alone really put you in this like world, Eliza's world on a deeper level because not all of those like posts or snippets that you get are like directly tied to the plot. It's just there to help you connect with the characters and feel like you're a part of their world. And so honestly, if you're going to read the book, which you 100% should, you should read a physical, like, copy. Not that there's anything wrong with the audiobook on this one, but I feel like there's so much more depth to being able to, like, see some of the sketches and, like, feel that inter- interface and interaction. Um, I, I will like- say, uh, as a reread, I have listened to the audiobook. That's what I most recently listened to. And the one downfall of it one well I guess there's two downfalls one you don't get the pictures um I'm sure that there would be some sort of pdf where you could um I don't know if that exists out there um but two the forums are so like this is the only bad thing that I can think of about this book um the forums she like the narrator reads it and it's how it is on the page so it's murker lurker Mm -hmm. says this and she says something right after Merker Lurker, da 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 da, Merker Lurker, da 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 da, Apocalypse uh, underscore cow, da 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 da, Apocalypse underscore cow. And when you listened to it on two point four speed, like <laughs> I did, it's like Merker, Merker, <laughs> it just it goes by really fast. Yeah, so that <laughs> I had to finish the book we were recording last week. Yeah, so that's what what the bad part is about the audiobook. If you can get past that, which absolutely you can, it's not the whole book. Um, I think it's still a great listen, um, but it is something to keep in mind. If you don't like very repetitive names, uh, yeah, be man. doing something else, like a puzzle or <laughs> clean your house. <laughs> um, 
Because, yeah, when it's multiple messages from the same person, it's a lot. Even just because they all have the kind of, like, it's not like they don't have a unique-ish voice. Like, when the narrator speaks as each character. But it's, like, like they could have left that out after the first one. But I think it speaks to how things show up in, like, like it kept it still to the format that you would see online. So I appreciate that. Especially, like, in an earlier, like, earlier forum, it wouldn't look like an Instagram message where you just see their name at the top or see their icon. Like, it just, it speaks to the time. Like, I think it came out 2016, 2017, um, and not much has changed, but it's been five years. Like, mm-hmm. so it just like it feels like core internet days. Like, I feel like the author grew up in like and absorbed that core internet feeling where not everything like there are those little pockets, and there still are little pockets, but they existed on a completely separate platform and they stayed isolated. So, like, things are a little bit different where now, like, we're posting about everything and, like, we're getting snippets of fandoms. You have to go somewhere else to get this level of fandom. And they they mastered that pretty well, I think. Yeah, I agree. And the pictures are just cool, so you should get a physical copy. Um, last thing, pacing. I thought the pacing was really good. I think there were a couple spots that were a little slower for me, but overall, I was never bored. I was always, like, on the edge of my seat. I'm like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Who's gonna say what, when? What's gonna happen? So, I thought that the pacing was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Same. I, yeah, I can't say anything. Like, legitimately, the audiobook thing was the only bad thing about this book for me. Um, Mm-hmm. And even then, it's a very minor flaw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I feel like the pacing was on point. Um, having read... I feel like the back cover spoiled things a little bit. So, like, yeah. I knew something that was going to happen and didn't happen to, like, two-thirds of the way through the book. And so I, like, kept waiting. I was like, oh, oh, but... This is why I always write my own synopsis when I review a book, because so often they just tell you something that's so important. And it's like, but I wanted to find that out by myself. Right. So right. I, I just don't even read a lot of synopsis anymore. Like I just go in with a feeling or like I look at the cover and go, you're coming home with me. And then I just. <laughs> um, you're coming home with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I don't think I even read the synopsis of this book. I got it in an owl crate, like, years ago, uh, right when it came out. So then it was just, like, completely fresh. I had no idea what this book was about. I started it, and I just fell in love. So I honestly think more people should do that, but it is a risk. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like... I feel like the last few books that I've just seen the cover and and thought, no, oh, that looks kind of cool. I feel like they've turned out pretty well. And that's what the library's for, or Libby, or, or mm-hmm. places that you can check it out. 
Exactly. Not the whole fiasco right now on Book Talk where we're talking about like <laughs> buying a book and then reading it and returning it. We don't need to get into it, but no, I just, have feelings. It's wrong, and <laughs> we'll leave don't. it at that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Do we have any final overarching thoughts for Eliza and her monsters? I just want to start. I feel like talking. we've been vague enough. Okay. <laughs> I, All right. I'm All right. Shaking. Okay. Ready. Okay. Okay. For those of you who are not here for the spoilers, seriously, go read it. Don't don't spoil this for you, just because we're going to talk about all of our favorite details. But have a wonderful week. Chelsea, cue the alarm. Hey, one of, seriously, there were many parts that I was like, audible gasp. But when she walks into her classroom the day after her parents have posted it in the oh. in the newspaper and her teacher has the tattoo on her arm, I was like, oh, oh my, gosh. my gosh. Like this teacher who's been like helpful, but like has just been concerned and is just like doesn't know what to do with her is all of a sudden like, hi, I love you. Like, <laughs> I think you're the coolest. I have a tattoo of something that you wrote. Welcome to my well, class. Like I probably I shouldn't tell you this. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> you should be keeping that to yourself. What was that? And then you like turn around and it's like um the two the two boys of uh, Desh- Deshaun and Marcus maybe possibly that's their names that were bullying Wallace that she stepped in. She's like we were friends in elementary school and now they're super mean to me. And he like walks up and he's like I love Monster C. I'm like what? Where were you? <laughs> the I was beginning. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh my god. One of the things that hits the hardest for me is that at the beginning you kind of see the um like the talk about the newspaper and then you see that this turn is always in the news because there's nothing else happens here. Um it's mm-hmm. just these people who died on this turn. So seeing like her interact with someone who is so affected like Wallace who is so affected by this turn because that's where his dad committed suicide and okay I want to correct myself um I hate when I I don't know why I said committed suicide because it sounds like you're committing a crime and he, he died by suicide so yeah he drove off the cliff and but he like just that's the scene where she's reading the email that he sent. Oh, I God. I cry every single time that I experience that scene. I was Ugh. sobbing. I sobbing was in my car as I was listening to this. I'm like that he needed to transfer schools, that he like it affected how he interacted with people around him because he just couldn't talk. And like that that's how his trauma manifested. And if anybody says like, oh, well, like unrealistic. No, it's not like everybody experiences trauma. And like, like how in the like Netflix show, never have I ever, how Davy like can't walk after her dad dies. I don't know if you guys have seen that show. I haven't seen it. That's fine. I've seen clips of it, but but I haven't watched the whole thing. But, like, trauma manifests itself in so many ways. And a lot of them can be physical, um, like, without, like, any reason that we can see. Because, like, we just don't understand. Um, But, like, 
oh my god just the fact that they're talking about suicide he's confiding in her and she's still suing about the fact that she hasn't told him who she is and that he writes fan fiction for her work um like you could see how intense her feelings are and just like when everybody finds out and she has like her first like public panic attack mm-hmm. and like I thought they did a really good job of like explaining the panic attack without being too condescending so like having her mm-hmm. be at the doctor and him like asking her well how did you feel how did this happen and I feel like people need to know the signs people need to know like what happens to somebody during a panic attack because it's unlike anything you've ever experienced before and like you legitimately think you're going to die honestly the most unrealistic part of this book is that that's her first panic attack (laughs) like yeah i mean like she has so much anxiety in this book but i think so much of her like Because, I mean, yes, her anxiety is there, but, like, I see her as, like, super depressed, and I, like, see her through my eyes as somebody who, like, can't reach out to people, and she can't explain to her parents why this is a huge deal. She can't, like, she just shuts down, and, like, she's so caught up in her own world, she doesn't see what's happening. She didn't know it was Christmas, that was so heartbroken. That scene was so sad. Mm-hmm. And like, so like you get on this like one track mindset that like nothing's ever going to get better. I suck. Like nobody's going to love me if I don't put up my pages. This is like my life is over and you just start spiraling and you don't know how to get out. And I so I see a lot of like my depressive qualities in her. Um, but definitely the anxiety that goes along with it because so often they're paired and it's just like you lose the will to do what you love and she kind of loses why she loves this because it just becomes that pressure that you just don't know what to do any like you don't know how to handle it well and watching her deal with um the day that she's late posting the page Mm-hmm. And then, like, is hanging out with Wallace and the whole crew and, like, hearing the comments and, like, her reading some of the comments that people are saying, I was, was heartbreaking to me where I was like, guys, like, like, let's have a little compassion. First of all, it was one time out of three years that she was an hour late posting it. Like, yeah, but she doesn't have that compassion for herself either because she's internalized so much of, like, this pressure from mm-hmm. her fans and I don't know and I thought the parallels with her and I can't remember the author of Child of Hypnos can't remember her name but I thought those parallels were so so interesting and like such a good plot device to help you really like help her work through things mm-hmm. um, and just like how there's just like that no holds barred like look at the inside of mental illness and like how you need to focus on your well-being because it's so easy for it to slip away and just like who needs this more than like young adults 
This is the perfect 100%. audience. Amen. Um, like I read this book, if it was 2017, then I read it um, a couple years after I was like, at this point, it's probably my rock bottom. I'm not going to like, like knock on wood or anything, but like, um, <laughs> but like this was like the lowest point in my life. And so I understand all of the feelings that she was having. And it was almost hard reading it for the first time because when you see yourself in print like that and you just go, was that me? Did I like have no regard for people in my life? Did like, there's just so much that felt like just too real. Um, But like, Another thing that I love about this book is just that it's mental health based, but it's not solely based on a suicide. It's not someone who um, who is suicidal and has a breakdown and like tries to take their own life. Like this is that's where like I sometimes feel disconnected because I've never had that moment of like real desire to not live anymore so it's like it plays that line between something that like like you can imagine her in a situation where she would feel like that's necessary um because it's hard to see past everything that's happening but at the same time you're also seeing that she still knows that there's hope and that she does like living her life and that there are good parts about um about being online and being a presence online and like yeah so not focusing on just the breakdown but like all the lead up and bringing all of these pieces together and showing her going to therapy and accepting help and even though she's not Nobody's ever going to be healed. Perfect mental health forever. But she could see her trajectory is going in a good place. I think even her choice, like when she is parked at the turn and you get to see her whole thought process and her deciding like, I'm going to go home. I, and then Wallace drives up and I was, oh my gosh, I was sobbing. Yeah. But but that decision of her of just w- being in her mind cuz i've been not in that exact situation but i've been in that in that headspace of like thinking of all of the terrible things and then having to walk myself out of that and i feel like the way that she wrote it was so realistic like because that's that was my experience i was like i yeah i watched myself in a lot of this book of walking out me like no there is good let me let me try tomorrow and yeah. sometimes that's all you can manage when you're in those those darkest moments is let's see if tomorrow's better. And then every day being like, but I have tomorrow, but I have tomorrow. And there's not this moment. Sometimes I, I feel like I've, I read some stories where all of a sudden it it's almost as if they're quote unquote healed. It's like, oh, now I have a boy in my life that's make everything worth it. And so I'm totally fine. Or hate that. Like even... 
Yeah, well, even like if we look at A Court of Thorns and Roses and, and like the second book of looking at Feyre's like healing journey, there are some times where people are talking I'm like, can we all acknowledge all of the trauma that this these people have been through and like yeah. talk about it? Because I feel like we're just glancing over all of the death and horrible things that have happened and, and keep we're happening. just all of a sudden better <laughs> because there's a super hot dude with fancy wings and we're like, great that's what solves our problem and he's a little mean I, to us yeah that's the right amount of mean to us <laughs> i know we're all broken on here okay but i loved that i just loved that process of you know what i'm still not a hundred percent but i'm gonna try tomorrow mm-hmm. and i loved that message of like just keep trying keep going give it another day mm-hmm. yeah and i feel like one of the really amazing things about this story is that there's there's going to be some aspect that you identify with um like i've i've personally never been like suicidal but watching that process of like her on the turn like the turn and wallace showing up and there's like um a line where she says something and she's like i'm so sorry like if i was gonna do it i shouldn't have i shouldn't have done it here and she like almost feels guilty and, it, yeah. and in that moment, I was like, I've done that where I'm like, oh, I had a really bad mental health day. And instead of just saying, like, I need help, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm such a burden on the people around me. I should have been like, I should have been. I'm like, girl, like, you were just contemplating killing yourself. Like, you need help. Like, apologizing about the location, which is all like, not wrong. Like, the trauma that that would have caused for Wallace. I'm glad she took that into consideration. But there's so much more to it. Like, your first thought should be, I need help. And she does, she gets there. You know, she's able to open up, reach out to people, get to therapy, get to help. Wallace goes to therapy, gets help. Like, it's, it's therapy, guys. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm also a fan. I just started seeing a therapist in, in my town. So I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't have to do it virtually. Oh, Bless. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Therapy's um, great. And also, another scene, kind of on a different note, um, when she's in the car, and I can't remember which, I can't remember if it was Church or Sully that's singing, she's like, you have a beautiful voice, like, you should audition. And he, like, gets all awkward, and you, she finds out that he'd audition for, like, the musical, and she's like, how did I not ever know that my own brother like is such a phenomenal singer and she starts like see the differences in them and then they stand up to like their parents for her i just the the trajectory of that sibling relationship i i adored it i adored it i thought it was so well written (sighs) the compassion they had for their sister was amazing and one of the cool things about this book was that we saw everything from eliza's perspective so we had no idea so when the boys tell her like no we read your comic every week and we know it's you (laughs) they and and i'm like oh they're so sweet because they seemed like just punk kids were when i first started reading it they were the favorites because they liked doing the things that their mom and dad liked doing and they were so oblivious to her needs blah 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 and then all of a sudden they're at the end like look This is how much money she's making. We don't even really know. This is how popular she is. This is how many people are following her. You just screwed everything up because you weren't willing to talk to her. And I was like, oh my gosh. It, I was clapping. I was like, go boys. 
even the scene where she's like in bed and like one of her brothers just like comes in and sits with her and like watches TV with her. I was like, oh my gosh. Like and they're they're young, you know? They were like what, 13 and 14? 14, 15. They were they're young teenagers. And I was like, to have a young teenager that self like that aware. I just I loved it. I loved it so much. And I I did feel super bad for their parent like her parents because even this big mistake of like accidentally publishing her identity came from a place of love. Like they genuinely I think they were trying. And I think it's really easy to put one or both of them in a box like it's all Eliza's fault for not opening up to her parents or like it's all her parents' fault for not like trying harder. And I'm like in real life, like, it's it's not that... It's gray. There's a lot of gray area. Um, and so I thought it did a really good job of showing, like, the loving side of her parents. Like, seeing them, like, genuinely trying, but they just don't get it. And you see, like, Eliza's frustration. But also some of those moments where I was just like, girl, just, like, t- talk to your mom. Like, and so it's... You see both sides, and I thought that... And that way it was super realistic because in real life, like relationships, especially family relationships are complicated. I feel like now that I'm like, I'm 27 and it's, I've gotten to the point where I really feel for parental figures in young adult novels because so often they're just completely out of touch. And like, I just feel like, Oh, I don't, I like, I kind of know trending sounds but that's about all I know about trends um so (laughs) so just like ask somebody with a fully formed brain now I'm looking at these things and thinking like logically which not everybody can do at that age like there's so much going on that you have no concept of like just anything like, there's no context. You can't, like, compare it to something else. This is your life. This is what you're living. And you can't compare it to something that happened to you two years ago. Because you were a completely different person. And you're constantly evolving. And then once you finally hit that, like, that age where you're, like, settling out and you're finding out who you are, and some people still are, like, even then, it's hard to communicate and to like be honest with the people that you love about things that make you terrified. Um, And like for her, it's just that people will find out or that something's going to go wrong and everybody's going to hate her or just like, there's so much trauma. I feel like within these fandoms and within things that we do, bookstagram, book talk, like whatever we're connected to, there are uns there are unspoken that's a word there are like <laughs> unspoken rules and expectations and i've even felt this with um like just posting on our page cuz i see other people with like beautifully curated accounts they're posting every single day at the same time maxim like they got the best hashtags they're getting the most likes and i just have like a template that i keep filling out for for every week with our episodes and there have been times that I go to post and I'm like, nobody's ever going to look at this because it's not pretty like this account or it doesn't look like this account. And 
and I and I know that that's not true. But I was going to make a comment about these expectations that we set for ourselves within these fandoms, the things that we're supposed to enjoy, and it almost like takes the joy out of it. And then at the same time, people from the outside looking in have no idea what's going on. Like my husband, I can show him a TikTok. He doesn't know how to look at TikToks, which seems like something you just naturally know how to do. But the number of times I've shown him a video and then he's like, oh, was I supposed to read the text? Yes, of course you were. Why don't you know this? <laughs> I've literally had that exact same conversation with Colin where he's like, I don't get this. I don't get the joke. I was like, well, did you read it? And he's like, no. I'm like, then you wouldn't get the joke. Then it's just random audio. Like, yeah, Garrett, you're killing he, me, man. He always um, looks at it and that's too much reading. <laughs> I have to like pause it and let I him read it, and then keep going, and then pause it. <laughs> I often read it out loud to him, and that seems mm-hmm. to help, especially because we always show each other like stupid videos when we're laying in bed right before we go to sleep. So like, <laughs> he's just like, "I'm too tired. I can't read that." <laughs> <laughs> What does that say? And Or he'll just, like, if I show him my reels, then he'll look at it. And it'll take him, like, three times to get all of the the things. I'm like, do you want me to just pause it for you? I think I can. No. No, no, no. It's going to interrupt the flow. So he's he takes in the sound, and then he, like, he's has a layered approach. He has his own process. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I, I have to explain the text and the context of the of the clip and then he can just watch it with the audio and then he sometimes occasionally thinks I'm funny. Maybe. Andrew and I do not have the same sense of humor. I think he's funny. I feel like I have a wider sense of humor. He does not think half the things I say are funny. <laughs> and uh, yeah. we're coming to terms with that. I'm I'm trying to train him. But Anyway, my point was, like, I feel for these parents looking in where my husband, who is the same age as me, or, like, within a couple of years as me, does not get it. And so these parents who see this web comic, which, when they were kids, did not exist, was not a possibility, and they just don't understand. And I just thought, I don't know, I've, I have, like, five thoughts going through my head, and so I'm sorry that that was so jumbled, but I feel good. for the parents... Online culture can be toxic, but also very, very fun. And it's important to understand our place and to take and to take what we want and ditch what we don't want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a lot of ways, this is, like, this is like almost like an internet safety sort of read as well. Like if you, mm-hmm. you I probably wouldn't take it that way reading it, but just our discussion is making me be like, oh yeah, like you have a couple of friends who like, you know and that you'll share things with but like you don't share things with everybody right like Mm -hmm. like I'm never gonna say here's my address and like at least if somebody like I've gotten sent books but like from publishers and I give them my PO Bible but like I'm like you have to be cautious about who gets what information so like in this huge phenomenon of course she's not going to um she's not going to tell people her name like and she's a teenager yeah like so she's taken that precaution but then it backfires on her because everybody wants to know who it is so like 
yeah, it's hard to like even strike a balance of what do you share? What don't you share? I share like probably far too much for some people, but like at the same time, I'm not sharing things that are deeply personal that affect me and my relationships and anything like anything that doesn't affect me stays off. So like even just being a person who like, it's not my job. This is not my job. I'm not making money from this. But at the same time, it's like part of my identity. And yet it's not me. Right? Like it, which is hard to like wrap my brain around even like, there's a weird line. It's, it's weird. Cause like people feel like, like, because I'm so open that like every, like we're all friends and like, I love that I have so many people to talk books about, but like, there's a line there where I'm not going to, um, like tell everybody my secrets. I'm not going to tell everybody like the <laughs> deepest things that are going on within my, myself. And it, like, it feels weird to say that I'm on that side of things. But it's like, there is a point where it's like, <laughs> your it's, personal life is personal. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like I never thought I would reach the point where I'm the person who, like, like you watch YouTube and you feel like you know that person. And I feel like a lot of people feel like they know me, but like, if they met me on the street, they'd be like, oh, she's not like this. Yeah. That's so weird. At the same time, I'm I'm a pretty open book, but like, I don't know. I'm terrible at explaining myself. <laughs> I feel like the way that we look at celebrities or people that we follow on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, we really truly don't see them as real people, regardless of how much we're like, oh, but like, I understand that they're a real person. You don't, you, you don't ever understand. Cause even like we're having this conversation, but it would still be very different than like me coming and hanging out at your house and like talking to you and really getting to know you just knowing some of your personality on Instagram doesn't mean that I like deserve anything or deserve anything from you or am like justified in requiring things from you. Like we're still like, it's still this level of internet friends that some people make it past that because of like you really do find real friends online and but for the vast majority of your followers because you have thousands of followers there's no possible way that you have the emotional capacity to have a super close intimate relationship with every single one of those people that's that's destroying that's what happens to eliza is she feels like she owes these people part of her and like the friday night watching dog days where she doesn't do it one time and she's like freaking out that people are going to be mad at her it's like it's okay you don't actually know them it's okay my friend (laughs) take a deep breath (laughs) yeah oh it's wild just the internet is wild have we talked about that it's so weird it's (laughs) so crazy yeah i'm like just the fact that like my first thought in like page five when you like i don't know what page that was an example early in the book (laughs) when you like first meet max and emmy and there's like this running joke because Emmy's like 12 and she's actually what she's actually 13 <laughs> but like she's 14 14, 14. I'm 14. I got the, I'm 14 and the end she's like I'm actually 15 anyway I was like the fact that she's like c- 
consistently messaging this like 20 something year old man, my first thought was that's a little creepy. And then I'm like, okay, internet friends are like different. It's not creepy, but like I could totally see from like a parental perspective, if I found out my 14 year old, 13, 14 year old was like messaging random people on the internet who they aren't random. Liza says they're not random. They're like my friends. I, I sympathize with her parents on that. Like anyway. when she gets like the magazine cutout, perfect man, <laughs> and like genitalia. <laughs> there is genitalia on that thing. Like you know there is, and yep. Like why is a fourteen-year-old girl sending you this <laughs> who you don't know? Like as a parent, are you alarming. sure it's a fourteen-year-old girl? Are you sure? Exactly. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it's just wild. I. I feel like I grew up in a place of, um, like, my mom was on, like, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer forums. And, like... I like your mom. <laughs> I grew up so well. Um, so she, <laughs> she need like, we needed high-speed internet. I've had internet, like, the entire time that I've been alive. And she would, like, message people on these forums and, like... That those were also her friends. So when I show up and I'm like, I love the Jonas Brothers so much. I found this fan page. She's like, Oh my god, that's so exciting! Like, are you meeting people that you're like interacting with? And other parents were like, Don't talk to strangers. <laughs> and my mom's like, Oh my god, what's going on? <laughs> I like your mom. I like your mom a lot. <laughs> She's pretty cool. She's probably going to be listening to this, too. So, Mom, don't get a big head about it. Hi, Mom. Oh. <laughs> we like you. We give my mom a shout-out every time. It's just moms are the best. They really moms are. Moms are the best. I lucked out because I have, like, a really cool stepmom, too. So, double whammy. That's awesome. Double the fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like adopted moms, too, because Chelsea's mom is one of my adopted moms. I have, like, a good list of, like, 14 adopted moms, so... <laughs> I have a solid female army with me. We are good. All the support I need. (laughs) But yeah, I I didn't Uh, really think about the fact that an adult man was messaging her. Like, that's how into the story I was. But like, I just didn't realize. So like, thank you for bringing that up. Because that is really weird. But yeah. But at the same time. I grew up in the home where the computer was in the kitchen so that you couldn't do anything weird. Like, yeah. That was was the home I grew up in. Uh, ours was never like it was always out in the open because like that's that's prime internet safety right so um (laughs) you'd always be worried if somebody's behind you you're not going to be looking up anything that you don't want everybody to see (laughs) so yeah yeah um just like just picture like 14 year old me just like typing my jonas (laughs) brother fan fiction and loving the bomb blew up (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, like fighting over Nick with my friends and settle. Like, <laughs> okay, random tidbit that has absolutely nothing to do with the podcast. Uh, so feel free to cut it out. Um, <laughs> Garrett and I, like, we were best friends growing up. So, uh, like, I married my best friend and it's super cute. But we used to take, like, you know, those, like, Quiz Fest magazines. <laughs> like we're with all the quizzes in them so i used to just tell him that like yeah we're like 
we're just going to take all the girly quizzes today and it's going to be chill. So <laughs> we took a quiz and it was like, are you a Jonas bride? And it was like me, his girlfriend at the time, uh, and Garrett. And we were like, we took this quiz and like, I decided that like, well, I get Kevin or no, I get Nick. Uh, his girlfriend got Joe. So I guess Garrett just gets Kevin, like whatever. Um, so we take the quiz and his girlfriend gets like, there was three levels. Like you're a Jonas Brothers friend, you're a Jonas Brothers girlfriend, or you're a Jonas bride. So his girlfriend got Jonas girlfriend and we both got Jonas bride. So we always joke that like, if Kevin didn't get married, <laughs> then Garrett probably would have had a chance. I'm like, look at your hair, of course. Um, but yeah, so just like the level of like, I love the Jonas Brothers so much that, like, I'm going to take this quiz and really take it to heart and, like, bring it with me throughout my adult life. It's ridiculous. I just saw a TikTok. I can't remember what her name is, but she makes a lot of, like, getting ready in the early 2000s videos. And she's, like, the out... Like, she did one of the ones, like, getting dressed for a concert where I'm going to make eye contact with the singer and, like, they're going to fall in love with me. And it's, like, the blue eyeshadow and the frizzy hair and the double tank top. I went to a Five Seconds of Summer concert as a college student not that long ago and was convinced that one of the guys would see me and not, like, fall in love with me, but think in their mind, like, wow, she's stunning. We should talk to her. I love that. And that's how I feel with, like, if I ever saw, I don't know, if I, when I meet authors, when I meet any of these people, I just think, like, you're the coolest person ever. Like, I want you to love me. I want you to think that I'm cool, even though we're going to interact for 0.5 seconds or never see them. And I'm like, they would like me. I feel that. Oh, my gosh. I feel like the Jonas Brothers would have seen you and been like, she's cool. Oh, gosh. I cried. Like, I legitimately sobbed at the concert. That's another, <laughs> another tidbit, but <laughs> I completely oh, took us off the rails. That's, we love going off the rails <laughs> since we are off the rails. Is there anything, any final comments that we want to make about Eliza and her monsters before we give the food assignment and say our goodbyes? Just to read it. Everybody needs to read this. It's book. a good one. It's an easy read because of the forum format. And the pictures, it is like 400-something pages. Not even. It's like three. Hold, please. If, it's not as long as the page count see. is. It's 385 because... pages, but it's not nearly, like, it doesn't feel yeah. like that long. Yeah, because you flip the pages so fast on some of those forum formats. So, mm -hmm. super quick read. I adored this book. It was funny, it was cute, it was deep, it was personal. I it's everything you could want out of a book minus the dragons. Yeah. There was no dragons. There are monsters in the sea. <laughs> but there are <laughs> monsters in the sea. <laughs> there might be dragons in the sea. Yeah, I guess we don't know. We've never read the book, the comics, so maybe there are dragons. And like if you look at it. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna say there are dragons. In my head there are dragons. I now. would say they're like <laughs> Water dragons, right? Hey, you know what? It hit They're all cousins. the points. <laughs> <laughs> if there's dragons in it, it's a five star book for Chelsea. No questions asked. Easy. See, I guess you guys are gonna have to like get me to read a dragon book because I haven't in a long time. 
So I've okay. got all the dragon books for you. Yeah, Chelsea just made a reel. Didn't you make the sound, Chelsea? Or did yeah, you? I did. I did. You made the sound where it's like, show me a book with a dragon in it. And then she clipped the How to Train Your Dragon song onto it. And it's just like the whole reel is all of her dragon books. I love that. Some I need to them, go look at it right now. A lot of them, a lot of my favorite but I don't have a physical copy. So it was just my physical copies. Just. Big fan. That's it. So there's more. <laughs> Oh, man. Kate, well, Maddie, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us. We hope it was fun. Oh, it was. I talked for so long that I'm going to go upstairs and Garrett's going to be like, oh, my God. But, like, you said you were going to be gone for an hour. Like, we're just having too much fun. Yeah. That's that's always happens. We just tell people, like, we're not going to try not to keep you more than an hour. And then, but we love it if you continue talking. We just don't want it to be like, oh my gosh, can these girls shut up so I can go to bed? <laughs> as long as it's not, not that, then we're fine. <laughs> I'm not going to bed. It's, it's only 8 30. We are in three different time zones. Oh, you're 8 30. She's 7 30. I'm 6 30. <laughs> hey, look at us. So we're just taking over the globe, guys. Okay, Maddie, what should our listeners eat this week? Um, absolutely mini eggs. Everybody needs to go and get a bag of mini eggs. Cadbury mini eggs. <gasps> oh, yes! I love Cadbury mini eggs. Oh, and are... it's Easter weekend. Yes, it is. Oh, you win. That's why you said that you knew what so you were going to say. And I was like, wow, you did pick really fast. Those Cadbury, Cadbury eggs. I had them for the first time like two years ago. I was living with what? one of my roommates and she brought them. I I don't know, Chelsea. I can't explain it to you. I but grew she up came on those. home, dumped it in our candy bowl, and I ate one and I was like, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, you've never had these? I'm like, no. And I've bought them like every year and I get a whole bag for myself and I hide them in my nightstand and nobody's allowed to touch them. See, Garrett and I were already on our second bag. Like, not like they're in the store. I'm going to go get some tomorrow. Like the big bag, like with the zip top, because you're supposed oh, to yeah. share them and like save them. We get the big ones and we are on our second bag. And I wouldn't be surprised if we tried for bag number three. I would fully support bag number three. 100%. Also, I love the way that you say bag. I forgot that you were in Canada and then you said that. I was like, she said bag. <laughs> I don't even realize I I'm saying it. it. I love I'm it. so sorry. No, it's all <laughs> it's good. Great. We Canadians, you know. Yeah. I never thought that I had an accent because you grow up with it. You don't think that you say anything weird. And then I've like talked to people from the East Coast and they're like, you drop your T's. You do this, this, and this. I was like, oh, okay. I guess right. I do say mountain weird, but okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I, that's never not important. <laughs> I never noticed <laughs> accent things. Especially yeah. just being from Canada. I'm so inundated with like United States television and media. And so, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem weird to me. <laughs> yeah. We took over wow. the world. It's, we're annoying. I apologize yeah. from all Americans <laughs> for the way that we are. It's all good. Hey, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, go follow Maddie at Bookishly Boove. Um, on Instagram, best reels. She's just the coolest. Go follow her. You should know now. You've listened to over an hour of us talking. Um, follow us. Buy buy books. I think that's all I got. Don't return them. What, what did? Don't don't return, return them. them. 
have oh be good humans yeah don't steal money from authors they don't make a lot okay um that's what libraries are for really cool idea if you want to try out a book but you don't want to buy it go to a library ta-da i was like there's literally a system in place for that (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay okay well have a wonderful week guys Bye. Bye. Bye.